This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. A tractor run will take place in Killinane Flagmount this weekend. Pat McNamara chatted with organisers Anya Murphy and Martin Canny about this very deserving fundraiser. This is Pat McNamara here in Canny's Bar, Killinane, where we're going to talk about a very, very um, major event, the almost annual uh, Canny's tractor run. But this time it's more than tractors, cars, vintage cars, bikes, lorries, anything you could mention, happening tomorrow, 3rd of April, at 1pm. And this year was a very special uh, reason to have it in terms of fundraising. Um, it is to uh, assist a family in Rouen who have gone through an awful trauma with their little boy and I'm joined by Martin who will talk to us later and also by Anya Murphy who is a great friend of this family. Uh, it's a, a genuine cause and I'm going to let Anya now describe uh, all about little Leon, a little baby boy who has gone through an awful trauma as had his family. So Anya, you're welcome first of all. Thank you very much. And uh, you might just tell us a little bit about the background to this story and about little Leon and what he's gone through. Perfect. Um, Leon was born on the 10th of May 2021 to Michelle and Barry Lyons and O'Mahony. Uh, after eight years of trying and sadly two miscarriages, Leon was born at 100 days premature. His mother Michelle delivered him by C-section after going into spontaneous labour. At birth, Leon just weighed one pound 15 ounces. Uh, for the first three days he did so well but sadly at three days old he suffered a pulmonary hemorrhage to the lungs which is where blood comes up at the ventilator tube. This was followed sadly by a grade four intravicular hemorrhage to the left hand side of the brain and as this, this wasn't bad enough he also suffered a grade two to the right hand side of his brain. Now normally in uh, premature babies the bleeds can heal themselves but sadly this in Leon's case this wasn't the case. And Anna this is all at just less than two pounds weight. Uh, two, what yeah. an amazing thing uh, for three a little days, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just after this he uh, his blood pressure and sugar levels dropped and it became difficult uh, to manage. Chances of survival were very slim, each hour being crucial. At five days old, he was christened with his parents and grandparents at his incubator side, were given less than an hour to live. Uh, but Leon, being the fighter that he is, continued to improve. But sadly, after three more days, so at six days, he endured another hurdle, but this one was a major one. Leon's bowel spontaneously perforated, uh, so time was against him. Uh, he needed to come off the ventilator before medics could even consider uh, a transfer. But uh, the time came to place him on a conventional ventilator and he, he was coping, so his transfer was organised. He was flown by Irish Air Corps helicopter to Temple Street, accompanied by two consultants. Uh, so arriving at Temple Street, he's at, his chances were very grim and once again time was crucial. The following day, he underwent life-saving surgery called an ileostomy, which is where the small bowel is diverted through an opening of the tummy. We would know this as a stoma bag. At all this was at 11 days old. Wow. So he had a tough time. But he fought sepsis and another transfer to Dublin uh, for his eyes because Leon uh, has suffers from stage 3 ROP plus disease, which means he cannot see properly and maybe... Uh, he needs loads of tests and he, he may have vision problems forever more. Um, he also developed a 
periventricular leukeomalacia, which resulted him in having cerebral palsy. He's had several, he had several lumbar punctions and infections. So uh, uh, while in Neo, I suppose his parents had to manage his stoma. They had to try to accomplish to get him to bottle feed and stuff before they could even consider taking him home. So after 120 days, he was finally allowed to come home. But since leaving the, the Neo, his, his stoma bag has been removed, uh, but he still faces difficulty feeding. He suffers from severe muscle weakness on the right side, inconsistent vision and development delay. He's still waiting further eye treatment in Dublin, so he has several appointments, and he has several appointments with uh, speech and therapy and all those things to try to get him to eat. Uh, he's nearly one, and... At the moment, he's only um, allowed certain foods because the, if he has any lumps or anything like that, they could be afraid that he might choke or yeah, that. So yeah. he's eating, you know, for a child, I suppose a normal child like my own would be used to, you know, sampling everything off the table. But Indeed, Ian yeah. is very limited as to what he can. Uh, due to the brain damage he has, he has, uh, as I said before, he has a vision issue and he has to attend Dublin with several appointments so you know it's it's costly going up and down and he's on special protein milk as well so they're all you know as if you know a baby itself has, yeah. has loads of stuff but Leon and, has more and that's on a very important it, point it, like. with all the issues of them there and they seem nearly too much for, for any human being yeah, to enjoy yeah. there's also the, and the stress for the family the parents yeah. as well obviously it was massive but the expenses sound the so expenses, massive as well. like even, even I see there now it, even yeah. Leon coming up going to his grandparents or going from house to house he literally has this case of food this everything coming with him like and he's constantly fighting infections and yeah. stuff like that and but i suppose with covid and everything uh he the, the main reason that we kind of uh, asked for leon to be considered for the tractor run is that he receives a uh, community physio only once a month and they say that the, the earlier the intervention in a child before two has the better chance of him getting to, you know, increase his muscle yeah. and everything. Because Leon can sit up. If you hold him, you have to make sure you're you supporting support him, yeah. for other words. Yeah. And like a normal child, you can't leave him on the floor, you know, and stuff but, like that. But and he's only three, four physio. Four, four or five physio Just sessions, yeah. Amazing, so therefore, yeah. now his parents do pay for private <coughs> uh, physio, yeah. but... As like that, we just want to take the pressure off him. Uh, I suppose um, their main goal is to, to get him to, to, to try sit up or to even walk with an aid in future. And yeah. like that, this the best way is to have physio as much physio as, as possible for him. Um, the other thing that makes their case that it, it's not that bit special, but you'd you'd it, it feel to know. Uh, the need to help him as much as you can is because his mother Michelle uh, due to a rea- uh, side effect of steroids uh, this rare thing can happen where the blood supply is cut off from it gets twisted in your hips and she cannot it happened to both hips so she can't walk properly herself either she has to have two crutches so Gosh. that's another setback from on top of everything else yeah yeah, yeah. so that's amazing and of course so Michelle has gone through a huge amount physically and mentally and emotionally. Yeah. And of course then Barry, I suppose, is mine the two of them that's as well. It, so that's it. Like, that it's it. like Barry has to sit back and watch his child and his wife, you know. Yeah. And of course Michelle has to, she feels guilty too because, you know, she's to, you know, I suppose 
because of her ailments, she's depending on Barry quite a lot as well. And yeah. do you know, I suppose it's it's and a normal toil for parents. Absolutely. Is there a possibility for some treatment in America? I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. There's a. a mm. They hope that uh, I suppose, like every parent, you want to do the best for your child, and um, they hope in time down the road that they can uh, bring him to America, where they give three weeks of intense physio. So it would be better to know. Whereas here in Ireland, it's once every week or two weeks or that. Whereas in yeah. in, in America, it's every day, constant for three weeks. So that would be a name of theirs to be able to yeah, uh, in that get down the line. This for the moment, the line, yeah. as I said, for the moment they're just trying to get as much in in his short, the two years because they've missed out on so much so far. Yeah, and, and they've so much done already, as I said, and he's yeah. gone through so much. Yeah. he must be a real little fighter. Oh, he is to be fair now, in fairness, and yes, as Michelle often says, like to look at him, you think he was perfect, but like that, if you held him, that you'd just go. Do yeah. And is he growing? Oh, yeah. Well, like that, they wanted to put the feet, the stomach tube back on him. Yeah. There's still that battle because they're not. They're afraid that he's not um, developing. But that is a two-way situation because they don't want to give him food with lumps. So you can of only course. give him certain food. Yeah. So whereas I suppose if he was able to try more food, he might put more weight on but indeed with 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 kids like that uh, the main thing is feeding they kind of don't tend to 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 take to the bottle to very to well bottle, and stuff yeah. like that you've kind of put them awesome a lot so that's yeah. a daily struggle in itself absolutely and i know obviously barry and uh, michelle need a lot of support and i'm sure with friends like you it's great that they have such supports but uh you know they they really could use the some funding to assist them in this extremely difficult case. And I mean, I think anybody listening with, with children of their own, with, anybody with no children, would realise that uh, this is certainly a case that if people could support it in any way, and uh, people can support, if they can, it's in the tractor run tomorrow here in Kenny's, which is we'll talk about later with Martin. Uh, there is a GoFundMe um, a facility on, online if you'd like to yeah, call it out so on if, it, if, if anyone is there, it might be slightly confusing if anyone is interested so you just go on to uh, your phone or anything like that and you can type in https dot dot slash slash gofundme uh gofund sorry dot me slash f7 a b e f a3 or you can go on to martin kenny's facebook page or james murphy sean lucre david corbett uh, or Alan Lines's Facebook page, and you can copy the, you can see the link there. Or there will be a piece in the Clare Champion. Uh, oh, excellent. Uh, if anyone With has a copy lying around yeah. from from last Thursday's, you can um, find it in the Clare Champion as well. So for people in the Scariff region in general, uh, David Corbett has always been very very much involved in with Martin here in running the tractor run, and uh, David is, is a fellow you might be more familiar with down down that side of the country, all along by Lockdown there. If uh, if you want to help as well, but uh, again the, that that address will be probably on the champion and on martin's facebook page as well oh, and you've done a brilliant job outlining the whole the whole issue it's frightening to think about what is, you know yeah. what it had to have gone through but you know they're obviously very brave and very courageous and as, as little leon martin just to come to you for a moment you've had five is it six or seven of those tractor runs in the past yeah, covid interrupted and they've been in fairness they've been outstandingly successful haven't they yeah we had a some, we had a lot of great tractor runs and uh, the support we get from South Galway East Clare is always amazing, you know. And great, even and even Mid Clare community gives. Yeah, even towards both Crushy and Mid Clare and the one. Oh yeah, yeah, oh that area, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, the first yeah. few of them we attended here, I think the the spectacle of hundreds, literally, of tractors snaking around Loch was spectacular. Mm, and uh, as I said, 
it's a very entertaining day for those who come along. So I know it's short notice for people listening to uh, uh, the Chronicle this morning, but tomorrow, if they have, if they're free, you recommend that they come up something for all the family. Oh yeah, absolutely. There'll be little tactics for little kids outside as well, and we'll have competitions with diggers and yeah, there'll have activity on tomorrow. Yeah. So and, that, uh, yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll get a nice day tomorrow now, and we'll have a good crowd. And, but the people are always and and another point I'll make is that. Is one person described it afterwards for the family we had years ago, and he said, Martin, it wasn't the money, but to see the support of people out from East Clare and so called. He said, That meant more to them than the money that was raised. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, that's a very yeah. important point, actually, to yeah. just know the people are behind you. And yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we won't mention what you've been funding for so far, but they've been really, really good causes, and I'm oh, sure yeah. not really in East Clare and other, yeah. other places know as well what they were. Um, so it's not just tractors. You might just outline what's welcome to come tomorrow and take part in the run. There will be tractors and uh, vintage tractors, trucks, motorbikes, cars, vintage cars. Yeah, everything like that. We all welcome on the day. Something rather than to and see. They'll be registering at 12 noon and the tractor room won't start until 1 o'clock. And a bit of entertainment lined up for afterwards as well, just for those who might yeah, like to for a while and relax. Yeah, afterwards we'll have DJ Tuberty and we'll have an auction in afterwards as well. We've been awful lot of prizes, got lambs and sheep and lots of things like that. Great prizes to raffle and all for this cause. Like, yeah. Well, that's brilliant, absolutely. Well, look, it looks like it's going to be a marvellous day and it's a, yeah. the cause couldn't be better. Anya, you're doing a great job in promoting it for the family and I'm sure they appreciate it. Not at all, anything to help. Michelle, Michelle and Barry, Michelle Lyons and Barry O'Mahony and the little, little child, Leon. So listen, uh, that's the story about tomorrow's tractor, tractor and other vehicle run in Kilinina. It's going to be at Candy's here. It's going to be a really enjoyable day. If you can make it, try and come along with your family. It will certainly be enjoyable. But if you can't make it, you might be able to see a way of go, um, helping out the fund for this family who are working so hard to give their little boy a decent life. So Anya and Martin, thanks so much for joining me here on uh, on Scarif Bay this morning and as uh, Pat McNamara signing off uh, with final, uh, final encouragement to try and support the cat tractor run in Kenny's tomorrow at 1 o'clock registering at 12 o'clock thanks for thank you very much thanks Pat the Adult Education Centre in Drewsborough put on many useful and interesting courses the centre has completed a research of sacred sites on the East Clare Way the results of which will be broadcast on Scarif Bay Community Radio this Sunday at 1pm Jim Collins spoke to tutor Arlene White about the course. I'm talking to Arlene White, who is a tutor in the Adult Education Centre in Drewsborough in Scariff. And uh, Arlene, you've just finished uh, the second course on research of sacred sites on the East Clare Way. Um, It sounds absolutely fascinating. It is. It's a lovely course, Jim, I have to say. Um, It kind of started off as a means to be doing a course during COVID when we couldn't really be in the classroom. And the idea was that we'd be out and about looking at different sites along the East Clare Way, like over the with my job with Clare Walks Limited based in Tulla there. I had noticed that there was lots of, you know, holy wells and graveyards and things like that that you were walking past and people knew very little about or they weren't really marked or what so that's that's how it all began um and as you say we've just finished our second one and um it's it they're going really well people are really really enjoying it 
And which is great. for the people on the course, Arlene, uh, could they they could choose which site in East Clare that uh, they wanted to? Yeah, exactly. We do a number of field trips, um, so we go out and usually we maybe visit two or three sites in a of a in a morning. On a Friday morning, we were doing the course. So, yeah, we'd go out and we'd have a look, um, walk around them. You know, if if there was someone available to give information, we'd, we'd avail of that as well, which is great. And then when we had the number of weeks done, I think we had seven site visits with this particular course. Um, when we had those seven weeks done, we came back to the classroom and everyone then decided which ones they wanted to research. And, you know, some of them were immediately drawn towards particular sites or particular aspects or whatever. Um, you know, that it just, they felt something or felt they connected to it or felt they'd like to learn a bit more about it. So um, they, they chose from there then what they'd like to do. Okay, well, and having attended the presentation which each of the participants gave this week, um, that I, I would say that was certainly true. That they, they each one of them spoke with a passion. You know, it, it didn't sound like uh, hard work. It sounded like they absolutely loved what they were doing. Yeah, they seemed to really do that. Get on board with it and enjoy it. And I think, yeah, there was, you know, you you know yourself if you're visiting somewhere something will always kind of capture you more than than other places, you know. And I think they all felt that with the sites we visited for some, one reason or another. And then the more you research and the more you talk to people about it and the more you delve into it, the more interested and, and involved with it you get. And I think that's what happened with them all today, that they really just found out so much information and they love the idea of sharing it with their classmates and everything. So... Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, and I suppose they they went out, uh, you know, not not into libraries, but they went out and about, and they met people, people who live near certain sites, or people, you know, whose work involved where they were studying, and um, and various other experts and local historians. So it it sounded an absolutely fascinating project from from that point of view. Well, that was it. We're, and we're so lucky that, you know, we have so many people that take interest in these particular sites, you know, be it a graveyard or, or memorial or church or whatever. Um, and that people are just only too delighted to share the knowledge they have um, and share, you know, any of the stories or any interesting factors or whatever. Um, so we were, you know, we're very lucky to have that here in the locality. Um, and yeah, people were were really happy to go out and and chat to other people, as you say, rather than sitting in front of a computer, maybe which had to be done as well. But yes. it wasn't just all about that. It was really finding out about the folklore and the local stories, as well as just the facts, yes. you know. So that was that was really enjoyable, I think, for them as well. I think you know, Arlene, it's it's a hidden gem, the the adult education centre in Drewsborough. Uh, it it provides, I suppose, maybe many people don't fully realise the the diversity of courses and that that it does provide, and you know provides courses which meets the needs and requirements and wishes of of the people of East Clare who want to use the the centre. Yeah, it is. It's an amazing place, and Margaret Lynch, the coordinator there, is is fantastic. 
Um, she's always open to any idea, really. Like, you know, they do their QQI training, um, which is formerly FeeTech, but they're also doing training in um, mosaics at the moment. Um, and they're looking, I think, at courses in the likes of stained glass, you know, and they'll also do computer courses and horticulture courses and stuff like that. So it is, it's a huge range of, of options for people. And it can be anything from, you know, like your your school term um, or it can be just a matter of six weeks or say the course we're after doing now is just 12 weeks. Yes. And of course, so it, huge it, range. it doesn't necessarily uh, have an examination or anything at the end of it. Uh, it's it's learning for the sake of learning and it's 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 fun learning, it seems to me. Well, that's it. Like it's, you know, there'll be kind of, a, as they call it, like an, an outcome at the end of every course. But like, yeah, that doesn't have to be a project, as you say, or an exam. You know, it like today was was the outcome of this particular project or sorry, this week where the ladies that had done the research did a presentation and shared among their fellow classmates just the research they had found out and the information they had found out about the site they had chosen. So that was their particular outcome. So it was, you know, it's, as you say, it's a fun way of, of learning and sharing information. And, you know, it's learning new skills, like some of them, some of the ladies hadn't done presentations before. Um, others maybe, you know, were learning how to um, upload photographs to PowerPoint. You know, there's all those different kinds of, of learning. It's not just heritage um, or local history. You know, there's there's different different bits that um, go along with it. And that's what I think makes it so interesting and enjoyable, Indeed. that it's like a variety within the course. Yes, and of course, the, the um, knowledge that was gained will be, we can spread it even wider because... Uh, Scarif Bay Community Radio was there to record those presentations today and over the next two weekends on, on Sundays at, at uh, one o'clock we will have in two parts the, the uh, fruits of their labour and uh, a recording of their presentations. So I think people, you know, particularly with, with an interest in local history and in their local area uh, will enjoy that, albeit on the radio. Yes, exactly. And that was brilliant to have Scarif Bay there to to record that because it's, you know, it's it's kind of preserving <laughs> what was done in the presentation, if you like, and just sharing it to a wider audience. Um, you know, and like so much work has the class put so much work into the research and everything and even, you know, the photography they took and everything like that. It was there was a lot of work and it's nice to be able to share it with other people, as you say, that would have an interest in the his, history of the area or in, you know, in, an interest in sacred sites or local folklore, all of the things that we covered. And we'd hopefully be putting, as you said, that the interview will go out in two parts, which is amazing. And we'd hope to be able to eventually put that, um, combine it with the presentation, the slideshow. Yes. Um, showing the photographs and, and the sites and everything. So, yeah, it was fantastic to have that opportunity to have Scarif Bay there yeah. to record it. So we're very thankful for that as well. And I suppose, Arlene, finally, uh, 
people might want to know, will there be a third uh, course on researching sacred sites? Are, are there any plans or, you know, is it even something that might be considered? I think it probably will. Um, as I said, the, the very first one we did last, I think it started last June, it was very much a pilot course to see how it went. And before that had finished, then there was a full waiting list for a second one. And I believe there's names been taken in the centre for a third one at the moment. So we'd hopefully maybe in the summer again be looking at a, um, doing a third one if, if the interest is there. OK, so any of our listeners who might like to get involved, I suppose, drop over to the Adult Education Centre in Drewsborough in Scariff or give them a ring or get your name in there in any event. Exactly. Yeah. Margaret Lynch is the, the lady to get in touch with there anyway. And as I say, get yeah, get your name down and we'll see where we go from there. OK. Arlene, well done on the course. Uh, I think listeners will enjoy it, particularly, as I said, those who, who have an interest in, in, you know, heritage and sacred sites and in East Clare. But many thanks to you for uh, inviting us and allowing us in and uh, for talking to us today. Thanks very much, Jim. We look forward to Sunday. You have been listening to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarif Bay Community Radio.